Assalamu alaikum my friends my name is Fazal welcome to Injil for Muslim podcast Allah Taala has given the Injil Sharif to be a blessing and guidance for all peoples including the Muslim community Inshallah these lessons will guide you to understand the word of God which Allah has given through Isa al-Masih The Injil for Muslims podcast is especially designed for those from Muslim families who want to learn more about the Injil Sharif Please listen closely as my friend Dr. Daud teaches. Our prayer is that you will learn to love Isa Al-Masih with all your heart, soul, mind and strength as you listen. Assalamu alaikum my friends. This is Daud and I am so thankful to invite you to this first episode of the Injil for Muslims podcast. Really, this podcast has been born out of t- a few of my great loves. One love that I have is for the Injil Sharif, which we usually call the New Testament in English, the Word of God. And I, this is a book that has transformed my life. I'll, I'll share more of my story of what God has done in my life, probably in the next episode, along with another love of my life, which are, which are my Muslim friends. Um, I have been blessed by having so many Muslim friends. And Uh, receiving the the warm hospitality and love from the Muslim community around the world. And this this podcast really brings two of those loves together of talking with my Muslim friends about the Injil Sharif. My, My heart in this is this, is that the Injil Sharif is a book that God has used to transform my life. God has done so much in my life through this book, and he's blessed me so deeply through this book. I simply want to share this blessing with others. And one of the things that I, I think we need to talk about, and this, this is really the goal of my first episode, is to discuss this question, is the Injil for Muslims? Um, to, to answer that question, we're going to look at a few verses from the Quran, and we're going to look at some verses from the Injil Sharif itself. I would say from the beginning that many of my Muslim friends through the years have been very confused about this question. Is the Injil for me? On the one hand, they hear that it's one of the, the books that God has given to them. And Islam, Islam always teaches that God has given primarily four books to his people, the Torah Sharif, the Zabur Sharif, the Injil Sharif, and the Quran Karim. And that these four books have been the word of God. Um, now, these first three books, the Torah Sharif, that's the, the writings of Hazrat Musa, as God has revealed revealed to his prophet, um, in English, we would call Hazrat Musa, salam, Musa, or I'm sorry, Moses in English. The Zabur Sharif is often referred to as the Psalms and as the writings of Hazrat Daud, salam. That means the writings of David. And that's what we would call the Prophet David in, in English. And I have to stop just for a moment here. Sometimes when we, when we talk about spiritual things between the Muslim community and the, the community of followers of, of Hazrat Isa Masih, there's confusion over terms, and even how I refer to a prophet. You see, I, I'm using this phrase, Hazrat Musa alayhi salam, for example, and the word Hazrat before the name simply is a term of honor that's a, that's a Persian title. And after, <clears throat> I'm using this phrase, alayhi salam, which just means, may the peace of Allah be upon him. So it's it's a way that we give respect and honor to the prophet when we're speaking, um, when many Muslims they speak, they use terms like these. When we speak about Jesus, as we would name him in English, in this podcast, I'm normally going to say Hazrat Isa al-Masih. Again, in a future podcast, I'll share more about why I use that term. 
one of the one of the fun parts of this podcast will be that I'm trying to really bridge two communities. I, I anticipate that some listeners will be from a, a Christian background, and many other listeners will be from a Muslim background. And I want to make this podcast understandable to both communities. Although the community that I'm really hoping to talk to are my Muslim friends, that God has just blessed me so richly to have so many Muslim friends. In Islam, it's declared that these four books, the, the Torah Sharif, the Zabur Sharif, the Injil Sharif, the Quran Karim, that these are, are books from, from Allah. But at the same time, most most Muslim leaders today, not all, and we're going to read some quotes through through the different episodes of this podcast from different Muslim leaders. Many many Muslim leaders say that these former books, the Torah Sharif, the Zabur Sharif, the, the Injil Sharif, that they've changed, that they are no longer brought to us today in the form that they originally were. And what they would say is that they were originally a, uh, a revelation from Allah, but they are no longer that same revelation from Allah because they've changed. And that only the Quran is the perfect remaining revelation. And so I think we need to talk about this and we need to just discuss what does the Quran say about this. So first, I'm going to start at a strange place for me. Um, Many of my Christian friends who may be listening to this podcast, they'll think it's strange that I'm starting by quoting from the Quran. But that's where we'll start today. Normally in this podcast, um, because I'm not an expert in the Quran, I'm going to share mostly from the Injil Sharif. Because that is a place that I'm an expert. So in the Quran, Karim, and Surah Al-Maidah, which is the fifth surah of the Quran, starting in the 46th verse, it says, And in their footsteps we sent Jesus, the son of Mary, confirming the Torah that had come before him. We sent him the Injil. Therein was guidance and light and confirmation of the Torah that had come before him, a guidance and an admonition to those who fear Allah. Let the people of the Injil judge by what Allah has revealed therein. This is a verse from the Quran that uh, that's discussing the Injil, Sharif. Let me read this again and break it down, phrase by phrase. And in their footsteps, we sent Jesus, the son of Mary. So their footsteps here is primarily talking about the footsteps of Hazrat Musa, a.s. It says before this that God had sent through Hazrat Musa, a.s., the Torah Sharif, and it says in, about that book also that there was guidance and light, that it was required for the Jewish people to receive that book, learn that book, and obey that book. And we, we see that this verse is saying that the same thing is true of the Injil Sharif. This is what the Quran, again, teaches about the Injil Sharif. First, it says that the Injil Sharif was sent through Hazrat Isa al-Masih. The second thing we see, it says it confirming the Torah that had come before him. The second thing we see here, and this is very important to my mind, is that the Injil Sharif was a confirmation of the Torah Sharif, that these two books were supposed to fit together um, like two puzzle pieces coming together, that they were, they fit together, the Torah Sharif and then the Injil Sharif. And what I want to tell you is this, this is why followers of Hazrat Isa al-Masih today read both the Torah Sharif and the Injil Sharif. And in fact, we read the Zabur Sharif as well. We read all three of these books. We honor them. We we see that they these three books have a unity together and have no disagreement between them. And this is what should be true of any revelation of God. If God has revealed something, it should agree with what God um, said before. So it says, confirming the Torah that had come before him. We sent him the Injil. We sent Hazrat Esau Masih the Injil. Therein was guidance and light. 
And so this verse says that inside of the Injil Sharif is guidance and light. Guidance for our spiritual life. Light from Allah. If we want to know the truth, the, the Quran Kareem is saying that that can be found in the Injil Sharif. It says that the Injil Sharif is a guidance and an admonition to those who fear Allah. The Injil Sharif, let me read it again, is a guidance and an admonition to those who fear Allah. Therefore, if any person wants to follow God, if anyone wants to be close to God, according to this verse, they should treat the Injil Sharif with seriousness. They should go to this book and learn. And then it it says, this is the end of this passage I'm going to read, let the people of the Injil judge by what Allah has revealed therein. It gives a direct command to the to the people of the Injil. And I would consider myself one of the people of the Injil. It says, we are to judge by what Allah has revealed within the Injil. So when we read a verse like this in the Quran, and I would tell you, but there are dozens and dozens of verses in the Quran that give this sort of respect and honor to the Injil Sharif. Over and over and over again, the Quran Karim says that the Injil Sharif is a revelation from God that should be trusted. Here's another one of my favorite ones from Surah Al-Yunus. This is the 10th Surah in the Quran, the 94th Ayat. If you are in doubt as to what we have revealed to you, then ask those who have been reading the book from before you. The truth has indeed come to you from thy Lord. So be in no wise of those in doubt. So this is Prophet of Islam speaking to the people around. And he says, if you are in doubt as to what we have revealed to you, as seen, saying, if you have any doubt at all about the Quran Karim, then this is the step that you're supposed to take. You're supposed to ask those who have been reading the book from before you. What is the book from before the Quran, according to Islamic teaching? It's the Injil Sharif. If people, if anyone who has a question is supposed to ask from the people who have the Injil Sharif, then certainly reading the Injil Sharif, the book that they're supposed to get that guidance from, is a good idea. This is appealing, saying that the way that we're supposed to know what's going on in the Quran is by going back and talking to the people with the Injil. So from the beginning, I think that I want to just tell my Muslim friends this. The Quran, over and over again, says that the Injil Sharif is a good book from Allah, that it's a good book from God, that it's a revelation from God, therein is guidance and light, a guidance and admonition to those who fear Allah. That's what the Quran says about the Injil. And if people say that the Injil Sharif has changed, this is actually kind of a, a strange teaching to me. And let me let me share a few reasons why I think that this is strange. It's actually not possibly possible historically. For, for somebody to say that. So first of all, let's let's look at this. I'm going to read one more verse from the Quran. Surah 15, verse 9. This is Surah Al-Hijr. It says that Allah protects his word and guards it from corruption. Allah protects his word and guards it from corruption. Now, what's interesting to me, I, I have to dig back a little bit in the Arabic, and my Arabic, I don't really know Arabic. Let me be straight. I do know Yunani. Uh, I know Greek, which is the language of the New Testament. And I know I know some Ibrani, some Hebrew, which is the language of the Torah Sharif and the Zabur Sharif. I can read the Arabic script, and I, I can understand a few words here and there, but I don't know Arabic well. I have to lean on the resources and teachings of others. But when this verse um, in Surah Al-Hijr, it says, God protects his word, Allah protects his word. Many modern translations of the Quran are trying to say, Allah protects the Quran. They, they've interpreted that as the Quran, when it just simply says the word. And the word that's used for 
his word in this passage. Just It's a more broad word that Allah protects his revelation. And the question that I have really about this is, if the Torah, the Zabur, and the Anjil Sharif are revelation from God, and if a Muslim believes that Allah protects the Quran, then certainly they have to believe that he protected those books as well. That Allah would not allow his book to be changed. That if Allah had given the Anjil Sharif, the Torah, the Zabur, and the Anjil, then it can't change. In fact, I like to ask Muslim friends this question, well, who changed the Injil Sharif. And they often say, you guys did. And I'm always amazed at this response. I have to just be honest. It, it amazes me to think that my Muslim friends think that I'm powerful enough that I can take the Torah, the Zabur, and the Injil out of the hands of Allah, and that I can change them, and that I can somehow um, exert power over the Almighty. So as a follower of Hazrat Isa al-Masih, I believe that Allah has created the heavens and the earth that he made all things, that he's all-powerful, that he created everything, that he's the Almighty, that he's seated high and lifted up. And if I believe that about Allah, then how could I possibly believe that those books could be taken out of his hand and changed? I believe that the reason that we can ultimately depend upon these books is that God has protected them. Now, when I was a when I was a young man, I was not satisfied with that sort of religious answer. I, I had a lot of doubt. I had a lot of skepticism, and I had to see for myself. I started looking at the many different translations of the Injil Sharif, just like there's many translations of the Quran Karim. There are many translations of the Injil Sharif, and the reason that there's many translations is that be, the most studied book in the history of the world is is the Injil Sharif, even more than the Quran Karim. And so what I what I wanted to do is ask these questions: Where did this book come from? Where did the Injil Sharif come from? And I was an agnostic at that point in my life with a lot of questions. And so I was very clearly told that the Injil Sharif had come from the Yunani, from the Greek language. And so I thought, I am going to go learn this Greek. And I tried as um, at that point in my life to do that. I didn't have the time and resources to do it. But I began looking at many different translations and reading the translations, and I found as I read the different translations, they basically taught the same thing. They There was not some large gap of difference. In fact, when I read translations of the Quran Karim, there's, there are much bigger differences in the translations of the Quran Karim than in the translations of the Injil Sharif. And so I began asking questions, well, where, did, where, did the, where are the Greek copies of the Injil Sharif? And to my amazement, I found that there were thousands and thousands of ancient copies of the Injil Sharif. And now, by God's grace, they're available for everyone to see. If you have any questions about where these documents are, these original, these ancient copies of the Injil Sharif, just go to this website, the Center for the Study of New Testament Manuscripts, csntm.org. That's csntm.org. And what this organization has done is they've taken the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of ancient copies of the Injil Sharif. They've made perfect pictures of every page, and they've put them on the internet so that everyone can see. Now, they're in Yunani. They're in Greek. So unless you learn some Greek, it's going to be hard for you to access those things. But I want to tell you, millions of people around the world understand Greek. I'm one of them. And we, we go to websites like that. We can go look at the original manuscripts and we compare that with what's in front of us today in the Greek New Testament, and they're the same. Okay, so let's look at this from a timeline perspective, that the Injil Sharif was given in the first century AD. We're going to get more into questions about the collection of the Injil Sharif, but it was collected very early on. We have manuscripts of the, the Injil Sharif 
from we actually have one now that looks like it's from the first century and we have we have hundred we have many many that are from those first few hundred years of um, after the Ajil Sharif was written. When we get to the Quran Karim, it was that was not until about six hundred years later, five six hundred years later, and during that period between when we when God, Allah sent the Ajil Sharif and when um, when the Quran Karim was written, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of ancient copies of the Ajil Sharif, and those are all listed on that website the Center for the Study of New Testament Manuscripts. When I look at those manuscripts and I compare them with the Injil we have today, it's the same. The Quran, after these copies have been, were there, is saying that this Injil has guidance and light. So my Muslim friends, I've, I always tell them, you guys have a choice. Either you will say that the Quran is wrong and saying that inside the Injil is guidance and light, or, um, as it says in Surah Al-Maidah, or you have to say that the Injil has not changed. Because the Injil that we have today is the same Injil that was there before the Quran Karim. It's, uh, the, there's been no change. And we can see that clearly if we go and just simply look at that website that I'm telling you and compare the manuscripts from before the Quran to after the Quran. We can simply go to that website and we can see that the Injil that we have today is the same that was from before the Quran, that was after the Quran. The Injil has not changed. The Greek text of the Injil is the same. And that's why it's so important that some people study the, that Yunani text, that the, the, the Greek text, so that we can, we can understand it. So where did this idea come from that the Injil Sharif has changed? Well, first I want to tell you, this teaching is not in the Quran. In fact, I'd love to give this challenge. I am not aware of a single verse of the Quran, a single teaching of the Quran, that says that the Injil Sharif has changed. Uh, maybe a hundred times the, the, the Quran says that the Injil Sharif is a good book from Allah. Maybe a hundred times, and it never says that it's changed. The Quran never teaches that the Injil has changed. The Hadith, to the best of my knowledge, I've not read all of Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Islam. I've read large chunks of those uh, documents. I have asked many people to show me a Hadith, to show me anything that says that the Injil Sharif has changed, and nobody's provided anything yet. In fact, the earliest evidence that I can find about somebody teaching that the Injil has changed is from about three or four hundred years after the Quran was compiled um, by, by a man who lived in Spain by the name of Khazim, who was a Muslim scholar who, who was sitting down with an Arabic Injil and an Arabic Quran and trying to ask how those two books fit together. And he said he didn't understand how the books fit together. So that's when he came up with a theory that he said, well, I know that the Quran has not changed. He said, I know that this is a good book, so maybe this other book has changed. And that's where this theory, I believe, has come from today. It's not from the Prophet of Islam. It's not from the, the Quran, Karim. It's not from the Hadith. It's from teaching from hundreds of years later. If we look at this, the, the Quran, Karim, over and over again says that this is a book from Allah. We said a lot of things from the Quran, but what I want to do, what I want to finish by today is just sharing two things. One, I want to share a verse or two from the Injil Sharif about its self-testimony that it has not changed. But I want to read one or two verses from the, the Injil Sharif that say that's basically say the same thing. And then I want to share a little bit of my story. Here's a verse from Matthew 5, verse 18. This is a, from the spoken word of Hazrat Esau al-Masih. He said, For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or one stroke of a letter will pass away from the law until all things are accomplished. 
Hazrat Esau Masih trusted that Allah could protect his word. He trusted that God was the one who would preserve it. And I believe that we should have the same trust today. Because of all the evidence that I've given you today, I think that I would ask my Muslim friends to get a copy of the Injil Sharif, to begin reading the Injil Sharif and begin studying it. Now in the show notes, I'm going to put a, um, a link for how you can download an app on your phone that you can begin listening to the Injil Sharif. If you want to get a physical copy of the Injil Sharif and you don't know how to, I want, I want to just ask you to email me, to, to send me an email. And my email address is this, Injil for Muslims. That's I-N-J-E-E-L, the number four, Muslims, at Proton, P-R-O-T-O-N, dot M-E. That's Injil for Muslims at Proton, dot M-E. Write to me and ask for help getting the Injil Sharif. Tell me what language you're, you're trying to get it and where you're trying to get it to. And I'd be happy to help arrange that for you as best as I can. I can't promise I can get an Injil Sharif to you anywhere in the world. And the Injil Sharif has been translated into over a thousand languages, but uh, it may be that you desire it in a language that it hasn't been translated in yet, or a, a trans, or into a language that I, I would have difficult difficulty obtaining. Out of love for my Muslim friends, I would love to do that for you. Hazrat Isa Al Masih said, "Not one, not the smallest letter or one stroke of a letter will pass away." This is the confidence that he had in the Injil Sharif, and I want to just share with you this that my life, before I read the Injil Sharif, that my life was a disaster. I didn't have friends. I was not a pleasant person. Um, in fact, I fought with everyone. I, I, was, I was a sinner. And when I began to read the Injil Sharif, and I saw the grace of God and the love of God for me, for a sinner, that he loved me, and I encountered God through that book, God gave me great blessing, and he gave me power and he transformed my life through that book. And I want to challenge you today. If, you, if you're like me, that you feel far from Allah today, that you're far from God, I want to tell you that in my experience, the Injil Sharif has power to transform your life. And I want to challenge you to get that book and to begin reading it and to go on a journey and have that prayer in your heart. Have that desire within you. God, please transform me through this book. Thank you so much for tuning into this first episode. I'm looking forward to hearing back from all of you in comments. And again, if you want to write to me, write to me at the Injil for Muslims at proton.me. Until next time, Allah Hafiz. Thank you for tuning in. I want to welcome you to continue this conversation of learning from the Injil Sharif. And in particular, I want to give you a challenge. If you want to learn about the Injil Sharif and to really learn this book, I want to give you the, the Injil in 90 Days Challenge. The Injil in 90 Day Challenge is simply this. You can easily read the entire Injil Sharif in about 90 days. If you read just three chapters a day, it'll take you about 15 minutes. You may have a lot of questions. How do I get an Injil Sharif? What do, where did the Injil Sharif come from? For answers to your questions, I want to direct you to our website. Go to injilformuslims.com. That's I N J. E-E-L, the number four, muslims.com, and geelformuslims.com, and you'll find answers to all those questions and more. On that website, you can also find ways to contact us directly with any questions or in any ways we may help you. Allah Hafiz, my friends.